The following message was preached at Flint Hill Baptist Church. We would love for you to join us on Sundays for life groups and worship, or on Wednesdays for adult Bible study, kids, and youth activities. For more information, visit flinthill.net. If you got your Bibles this morning, open, open them up to 2 Chronicles 7.14. I know I shared last week this... Uh, about this passage of scripture and I just want to take a few moments this morning uh, really the title of my message and it's, it's my fault we don't have any slides or whatever but anyway uh, if you're making notes seeking the face of God seeking the face of God what does that mean there's some things we're going to glean out of this in 2nd Chronicles 714 uh, this morning and some other passages as well let me just read this word of God to us and let, let me just say before I start this how grateful I am to the Lord uh, I mean, there really are a number of you, uh, I think 50-something, 54, 55 people that have said, I'm going to take this hour to pray, I'm going to pray in this time, this place for 10 days, and I'm so grateful. And others have said, hey, I didn't have an hour, but I actually have been praying, and so I'm grateful for that. I would say to all of us here, if you really desire a movement of the Lord in your life personally, uh, in your family, in your friends, in your co-workers, uh, the way that that is done uh, is through seeking the Lord personally and passionately in prayer. Depending on Him and Him alone brings glory to the Lord. And, it, and it, it puts us in a position of posturing of really beginning to see God move. Uh, beginning last year in July, I shared for about, about four or five months a, a series of messages called Encountering God throughout the Scriptures. Every time you see God's people encountering the Lord or God showing up, there was always a season of preparation. Part of that preparation for me and you today is, are we really serious about hearing from the Lord? I mean, really, that's a great question. Now, you don't have to stand up right now and tell me, yes, you are, or no, you're not. But the truth is, the proof, is, the proof of whether or not you're really serious about hearing from the Lord is in how often you pray fervently to Him. Prayer is communication, not one way, by the way. It's, it's both, right? It's conversation with the Lord. So, so I say this, Second uh, Chronicles seven fourteen. I, I, I shared this earlier. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, pray, and seek my face, seek my face. Seeking the face of God is my message this morning. Just to share a few things here, uh, and I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to uh, take you. If you got your Bibles, go back with me to First Chronicles sixteen, chapter sixteen. Verses 8 through 11. I'm just going to read a few other passages of Scripture talking about seeking the face of God. In 1 first, in first Chronicles chapter 16, in verse 8, the Scripture says, Give thanks to the Lord and call on His name. Make known among the nations what He has done. Sing to Him. Sing praise to Him. Tell of all His wonderful acts. Glory is His holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and His strength. Seek his face always. In Psalm 24, if you're in your Bibles, turn to the right to Psalm. The book of Psalms, Psalms 24, verses 1 through 6. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. For he founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. Who does not lift up his soul to an idol or swear by what is false. He will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God his Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, O God of Jacob. Just a couple pages over, Psalm 27. 
verse 1 through 8, The Lord is the light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life, and whom shall I be afraid? When evil men advance against me to devour my flesh, when enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then will I be confident. One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His holy temple. For in the day of trouble, He will keep me safe in His dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of His tabernacle and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me, and at His tabernacle I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, O Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. And one last passage in Psalm 105. Psalm 105, verses 1 through 4. Give thanks to the Lord and call on his name. Make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him. Sing praise to him. Tell of all his wonderful acts. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and His strength and seek His face always. As you can see over and over again, and I just picked a few passages of Scripture talking about seeking the face of God. What does it mean to seek His face? There's so many things. I've heard so many people talk about what does that mean? What does it entail to seek the face of God? Make no mistake. Uh, in a very basic way, it means to seek Him personally and intimately. That's a good word, intimately. I, I don't know if you think about your relationship with the Lord as being intimate or not, but God is all about being intimate with me and you. In fact, the, the biblical term is reconciliation. He, in other words, He did a work for us on the cross that enables me and you to know Him personally. You didn't do this on your own. There's no one that can seek the Lord on their own, but God did a work in us and for us for His glory. He did the work for us, but by the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross, we, those that are called by His name, that know Him personally as their Lord and Savior, can enter into the Holy of Holies, right? Now, we're not Jewish, or I'm not. But he's talking about the intimacy with the Lord. That we can ascend that hill of the Lord. We can know Him personally and be known by Him personally. I mean, I, I say this. I hope it's sitting a broken record for you. I hope not. I hope you haven't been in church long enough. You get bored with the reality that God loves you personally. And he has a heart for you personally. I hope, I hope it messes with you a little bit that the God of the universe, created the heavens and the earth, wants to know you personally. He loves you that much. He died and rose again that you could know him and know his voice. The Bible says you will hear his voice and you, the sheep of his pasture, know him personally when he calls them by name. Now, I say that, man, it just blows my mind. But this is the truth all throughout Scripture. God wants us to seek his face. And I've heard some preachers say, don't just seek the hand of God for some blessing or for some need you got in his life. I would submit to you this. Uh, and listen, we all have needs. We all have uh, 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 things in our world, in our life, even so right now, that we're asking God to help us with or meet that need, whatever it is. And, and, and He does. Man, the greatest blessing you can receive of God Almighty is to commune with Him personally. To know Him personally right now in the midst of it. 
Are y'all with me? I mean, listen, I'm talking about his peace that passes all understanding. Regardless if the storm goes away or not, you can know him. What do you mean, preacher? Because Jesus died and rose again. His finished work on the cross has provided me and you access to a holy, personal, incredible, awesome, glorious God. And he longs to know you. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to every one of you right now. He longs to know you personally. Anyway, so there's some things here. I, I, when, when, when we pray, and I hope you're praying. I know many of you are praying during this season. My heart is that God move in our hearts that we would not just be content with you meeting our needs. Giving us this, blessing us with that, take care of this, take care of that. God, let us commune with you. You know, Paul said it this way. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. Glorious, isn't it? Man, I want to know the Holy Spirit power. I want to see God work in my life. He goes on to say, I want to know the sufferings. Now, I don't know how many of us are signing up for that, Bill, you know? I want to know the power of Christ. But I don't know about the sufferings, Lord. I don't know about that. But Paul knew that the suffering is what, it, I mean, I'm telling you, turn up the heat in somebody's life, and I'm telling you, all that other stuff gets blown away, burned up. You want to purify a metal, you turn up the heat. You want to purify your heart, my heart, turn up the heat in our life. Paul embraced suffering because it drew him closer to the Lord, become dependent on the Lord. Now, I don't wish for any of us to suffer, but the truth is we're going to suffer in this world. If you live long enough, you're going to go through some hard times, difficult moments or challenging moments, whatever it may be. But those moments can be purifying elements that God uses in our heart and our lives to turn to Him. Can I remind you in 2 Chronicles 7.14, I mean, we, I take this verse, and I know it's, it's to the nation of Israel, but I claim that promise today. For us, but in the context, in the context, he, I mean, he, he shows up to Solomon one night. I mean, in 2 Chronicles chapter 2, verse uh, 12, it says, The Lord appeared to him at night and said, Here, I've heard your prayer and I've chosen this place for myself as a temple of sacrifices. Here it is. Look at this. The Lord says, When I shut up the heavens and send no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or even send a plague among my people. And you're sitting there going, good night. Is it really true that God would allow judgment to come to the house of the Lord? Amen. Can I say something? I mean, this might mess some of y'all up. God bring judgment in my house. I won't, I, I'm asking. I'm asking God bring the purifying presence of the Holy Spirit in my heart today. As your pastor. As one who feels called to preach the word of God, to lead God's people Unless I am led by the Holy Spirit of God, purifying my heart before Him, friend, we can walk all kinds of ways in this world in which we live. There's not a one of us immune. In fact, the heart tends to grow colder the more distant you get from the fire that God has for you. His personal intimacy. I hang on to that word. God saved us that we might know Him personally. Paul said, in the power and the sufferings. Why? Because ultimately it changes and transforms our heart, our lives, to be like Christ couple things here I just want to share with you real quickly. Some nuggets of truth that I just, out of all these passages of Scripture, 1 Chronicles 16, 8-11, Psalm 24, Psalm 27, and Psalm 105. Some nuggets of truth. Just a few things here about what does it mean to seek the face of God. Couple, a few things here. Number one is this. Purity is the pathway to intimacy. Now listen, friend, I'm talking to the people of God. Remember the Scripture says, if my people who are called by my name. He's not talking about the heathen. 
Friend, if you're here today and you don't know Christ, that means you don't know the Lord, right? I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about God's people who are called by His name, been cleansed through the blood of Jesus, who have a new life, a new heart, have a relationship with Him. I'm talking about those folks today. I'm talking about me and you that know Christ. If we want to grow in our intimacy and our walk with Him, you've got to be pure. There's no plan. I mean, and listen, I'm not trying to be all, all judgy person. I'm not that at all. But friend, that's what the Bible said. Jesus said it this way. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see the Lord. I, I go back to, in your Bible, I just read this. Psalm 24. I know I just read it. I'm going to read it again. Should have had it marked. I'm sorry. Here we go. Psalm 24. What does he say? Verse 4, who, who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in the holy presence of God? Verse 4, he who has clean hands and a pure heart. What I do and what I believe. Clean hands and a pure heart. Who does not lift up his soul to an idol or swear by what is false. Friend, listen. Uh, there's all kind of things that can become an idol in our hearts today. I, I'm just, listen, when something becomes an idol, it takes away from our worship of our Lord and it all of a sudden pollutes our heart before Him. And the truth is, God's Word is living and active, sharper than a two-edged sword. And yes, God will, even so today, will bring to our attention, that's an idol in your life. That's impurity in your life. And so if that happens, here's what I would say to you. Purity is a pathway to intimacy. If you want to know him personally, there's only one way, and that's to be pure at heart. I didn't say perfect. Please hear me that. There's not a one of us in here that is perfect. All have sinned. And I will tell you as a Christian, you're still going to mess up and fall short. And thanks be to God for his grace. But when I say that, I don't want to minimize anything from the word of God. God has called his people to be pure. Number two, praise will precede intimacy with God over and over and over again in the scriptures that I've read. Uh, the, God's people were declaring uh, that the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it, founded it upon the seas. They began to uh, praise the Lord. Psalm 100 says to enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. When you go back to uh, even, even in the dedication of the temple. Uh-oh. I told you, it's like a purse. Things are going to start falling out of it. Even going back to the temple, what do they do? They praise the Lord. First Chronicles uh, 16, I read earlier. Give thanks to the Lord. Call upon His name. Make known among the nations what He does. It doesn't get any simple. Sing to Him. Sing praises to the Lord. You know, one of the greatest joys I had at Glenwood was going to the Alabama School of Deaf and Blind doing the teaching and training. Right? And I'm just yakking away. I mean, you can imagine, I can talk. I had two interpreters. They had to have two of them. I mean, in stereo, we were going at it. I was wearing them out. I'm serious. I'm, you know, I, I lost myself. But, I mean, everybody out there around me couldn't speak verbally. But they spoke. They could hear. So, you know, they could, they could understand the language and all that stuff. So here's, here's what I'm going to say to me and you here today. I don't know where you are personally. But friend, if you've got a voice, and every person I know, whether your words come out or not, you've got a voice in your heart, sing unto the Lord. Come on. Quit holding back. Sing it out. Doesn't matter what it sounds like. You're not here to sing for the person next to you. It's under the glory of God. Sing unto the Lord. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. You want to be intimate with the Lord? You want to know Him personally, the power of His resurrection? You're going to sing. 
I go back to Paul. He was all kind of things. Remember at midnight? Y'all remember that? He was locked up in that little prison cell about midnight. What was he doing? Come on. What was he doing, church? I can't even. It was like mumble, mumble. That was like. What was he doing? Singing unto the Lord. Come on. Praise his holy name. I'm just going to tell you, I mean, throughout Scripture, over and over again, you can read this over and over again. Praise precedes intimacy with the Lord. You want to see God move in your heart, your life, your family, your co-worker, whatever it is, then praise Him. Give glory to God. Sing praises, not just on Sunday, but on Monday. Praise Him. I'm just telling you, fill your heart with the praises of God, and God will begin to move and work in your life. Music has been used by God to usher into his presence. I mean, the Hebrew people had it right. They would have a festival, a singing. Boy, they just got after it. And they would praise his holy name. Third thing is this. Purposeful hearts will find intimacy with God. Purposeful hearts. What what do I mean by that? I'll go back to Psalm 27, verse 7. It says, Hear my voice when I call, O Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, Seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Purposeful. Intentional. You go back to 2 Chronicles seven fourteen. It says, if my people. It implies a choice. I'm talking about all the people of God here this morning. Born again. Washed in the blood of Jesus. Every day, every day we have a choice. You're going to wake up and seek the face of God. Are you going to hear from him? Do you want, do you want to hear from him throughout the day? Seek his faith. It's a choice. As much as I want God to make us happen, that's not how this relationship works. He invites us to choose purposely to hear from him, to be intimate with him. Psalm 105 4 says, Seek his face always. You know, there's something to be said when we create a habit or a culture of seeking the face of God. Because listen, I mean, we know this, it's a choice, right? A purposeful heart. It implies a choice. Intimacy is more important than answers or provision. Being in the presence of Almighty God changes everything. Seek His face always. It implies this. You first and foremost, O Lord my God, I will seek you. Not myself, not my provision, not what I know what's best, not my friends, not my family. I want to seek you and you alone in your face. I'm going to call upon you until I hear from you. Bible, I'm, friends, I'm just quoting the Bible. Call unto him and he'll answer you. Now, I'm going to tell you how I was. I mean, I just, many of y'all heard my story. I didn't grow up in church. When I got saved, I mean, the preacher said that you were born again. As well as I knew, that means I began a new relationship. I mean, the, the, the God who created the heavens and the earth stepped down out of heaven into my heart, changed my life. I started making that drive down to Selma, Alabama, hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. I was talking to the Lord the whole way. Now, I wasn't hearing audible voices. I wasn't all that. But, man, I could hear him. I mean, in my heart. I mean, but now I'm speaking out loud. I'm, I don't know if y'all do that going down the road. But I'm talking out loud to the Lord. I want to hear from Him. I need to hear from Him. I remember down in Mobile one time. I got all wrapped up. I had this calamity. You know how teenagers are. At that point, I'm about 19, almost 20 years old. I'm a college student. Right? My world's falling apart. You know how that works. Anyway, but I was struggling. I mean, in the grand scheme of life, my world was not falling apart. But to me in that moment, it was a big moment. I really believe God would speak to my heart. 
to me. I wanted to hear from the Lord. You know what I did? I literally, sat, I can remember, sat down on my little bed in that dorm room, opened up that Bible, and said, well, I ain't moving until I hear from you. Four hours later. Now, I'm not going to kid you. I'm not super spiritual. I fell asleep praying. I did, but I woke up and kept on praying. And you know what? God speaks to the heart that wants to listen. I am a nobody. I, am, I mean this sincerely. Who in the world am I? Saved by the grace of God. You want to hear from him? Ask him. You really want to listen? Take time. Purposeful hearts will find intimacy with the Lord. The last thing is this, the promise of God to be intimate. Second Chronicles seven fourteen. I love this because it says, if my people, and you fill in the blank, then he responds. He says, then I will hear from heaven. You can count on it. There's a promise that God has for every child of God here today. If you will turn to him sincerely, the way he has declared in his word, intimately, personally, repentantly, you, you turn to him, he will hear from heaven he will forgive your sin. In other words, if there's any separation, if there's anything hindering you in your walk with the Lord, He'll cleanse you. He'll forgive you. Why? He wants communion with you. He wants intimacy with me and you. Church, it's time for us to stand on the promises of God and declare, God, I want to be intimate with you and you want to be intimate with me. Let's turn to Him and know Him in that way. The promise that we've been praying through right here, seeking the face of God, it might be an un, it may strange term to you, but it's just this pure and simple. God desires to be intimate with me and you. So let me say this. Now we're going we're to come on up here, Gavin. Where are you? There, where'd he go? He's somewhere. Oh, he's all the way back there. I got a few minutes. God's promises are true. He has promised in His Word if we turn to Him humbly, prayerfully, intimately, repentantly, that He will hear from heaven. Forgive our sin and heal this land. And honestly, when I'm thinking about the land, I'm not talking about this thing that I'm standing on. I'm talking about the land, the territory of our heart and our mind and our life. The healing, the wholeness, the restoration, the renewal right here right here God has promised and, and I would say to us pro, God, the promise of God he, he has promised in his word to hear to heal to forgive to cleanse to remove any and all obstacles that can hinder our intimacy with him so here's what here's my here's my bringing it to a, I guess a response Friend, if you're here today and you're a Christian, you know Christ personally, but it's been a long time since you heard from the Lord, and maybe in your heart you're a little dry, maybe, maybe a little stale on the inside. Maybe you know that it's been such a long time. Maybe you just need to be honest and real. Maybe you need to come to this altar and you need to confess that to the Lord. Don't confess it to some preacher. Take time to seek the Lord. You can do it right there where you're sitting. You don't have to come down here, but I'm just saying, you want to know Him? You want to hear from Him? You want to be intimate with Him? Simply come to Him, confess to Him. Get in line with God's Word. God is faithful. His promises are true. Not just to Solomon, not just to the Christians in the first century, but to us today, even so today. 
So I'm going to pray for us, and we're going to sing a song of response. And I'm going to invite you to respond to the Lord today. Father, we praise you today. God, I want to thank you right now for your word is true. Not because I say it, because you've said it. And I, I, and I am so grateful that you are faithful and true. God, would you bring us to a place as a fellowship where we are okay with crying out to you? That we're okay with confessing that we're not really intimate with you right now. And God, will we want that? There's a stirring in our heart that says we want you personally to hear from you, to know you in that way. God, can I be so bold today, this morning, right now, that you would speak to our heart? God, more than anything, we need to hear from you today. God, I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Stand with me this morning, church. As we begin to sing, you be obedient to the Lord and what God wants you to do today.